0: everybody. Thomas Morelli here, and I am here with Mainly Matters. It's my first episode, my first podcast of Maine music. I'm awful happy to be here. We're going to have a lot of artists and bands and all kinds of people in the music industry in Maine over the next several months. But my first interview, well, I had to go for the easy one <laughs> because I'm just starting out and I wanted someone that you all know and love. And if you haven't heard of her, you will. But she's been around the Maine music industry for a long time. And in full disclosure. My first uh, guest here, Allison Ames, has been a very good friend of mine for over 30 years and, of course, a bandmate with the Allison Ames Band. So she's a very talented, very beautiful singer and artist, and I'm awful glad that she is here. Hi, Allison. Well, hello there, Thomas Morelli. Very glad to have you here today. Thanks for doing this. And uh, remember, there's no wrong answers today. I feel like we're on a game show. And remember, if you answer everything correctly, you win nothing but this will still be fun. Uh, <laughs> so you know, Alice, and like I
1: said, it it seems like you should be able to answer all of them because you know me so well, but
0: uh, I, I probably <laughs> could. I could have an Alice names pop quiz and I'd get all of these correct, but yeah, uh, you know, so
1: working people, together for over 30 years, so this is to let people,
0: you know, kind of get behind the scenes on musicians in Maine, the Maine music scene and and uh, of course you've been doing this for quite a while. So obviously you've been very successful at it. So I, but I want to go back kind of to the the beginning of the roots like so where were you born and raised
1: i was actually born in portland maine but i grew up in the port my parents still live there and uh i'm just very proud of that and love my roots
0: yeah so when uh, what age were you would you say when you felt like you know hey i think i can sing or you know where did you start singing at first
1: uh i I really cannot ever remember a time that I didn't want to mm-hmm. I I used to dream about singing ever since I can remember you know my first microphone was a hairbrush so you know <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so you know it just and Loretta Lynn is my absolute all-time favorite Um I grew up on country music and it will forever be my favorite but as you know as a bandmate we we play it all
0: so right well, no. I, I wondered the first gig we did, you brought a hairbrush and we're singing into it. So I was wondering, <laughs> the, and your hair always looks perfect. So <laughs> that's really good. I
1: had to, I had to be comfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I was going to ask you about inspiration. So Loretta Lynn was kind of your first maybe uh, inspiration when you heard singing and said maybe I want to do that.
1: Just yes, country music in general. Yes. And I had a friend growing up, um, Harper Snowdeal played in a band. Um, he used to be married to my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still all good friends, but he um, he just played bass in a band, and I just fell in love with the live music thing, and it's just something that I always wanted to do. I started writing songs. I'm, I wouldn't even dare to guess uh, the age, but I'd say probably even as young as, you know, seven or eight years old, I started writing out some little song lyrics, and uh, it's just something that's always been in me.
0: Now excuse me now what would you say is your first foray into into bands like did you sing at church or did you sing with a little band locally you know when you first were uh, sort of starting feeling your way through the music industry
1: Um I did some little we did a little gong show in and, and at the <laughs> camp school growing up um my friend Kelly Smith and I and I performed a song that I wrote and her and I she did a poem and we won first place and we took our mothers out to eat with that money. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was so long ago. That's a great memory. But um, my first, you know, time on stage was with Harper. Um, and I remember I did Blue Kentucky Girl. And, uh, and that's when I started. I just always, like I said, it's like something that I always wanted to do. When I was a complete nervous wreck. And I still get that way.
0: I was, that time, was my so. next question. I, <laughs> even though I've played with you at my elbow for on and off over thirty years, I, I was going to ask you if you still get nervous and if you think that's a good thing.
1: I think it's a, it's a really great thing. I mean, it, it just means that it means that much to you mm-hmm. that you want to do that great of a job and you want to deliver that well. Uh, without the nerves, um, where would the passion be? I guess you know. I I just love it so much. You know more than anyone how much i truly love singing yeah and and playing music so
0: well and it's obvious you you can tell when you watch a musician on stage if they're having fun or not one of the compliments we always get in the alice names band is you guys look like you all like each other and you're having fun and that's you know that's really important but it's kind of like a family
1: yes absolutely extremely close and we should like each other we've been together (laughs) you know like you said off and on for over 30 years and we are close and we've seen each other through a lot of great times and sad times. And we're just best of friends and we share the same passion for the music. And I think that that's what shows when we perform together.
0: You know, you talk about hard times, uh, you and I, and, and our bass player, Jeff Budge, who I'm going to interview sometime here, because he has a lot of history with his dad in the main country music scene, Dave Dalton, member of the main country music hall of fame, but more about that later. Uh we we actually performed not only thousands of times on stage, but at, at a funeral. And I was going to ask you, you know, both the highs and lows. And you mentioned that that what what would you say was your most difficult singing experience? Like anything you had to do where you had to really just tough it out and sing.
1: My my brother Kevin,
0: mm-hmm. uh, his his
1: funeral. Um, Donnie Havel was by my side, yeah. and my mom and my sister in law Janice had you know asked while I sing Go Rest High on that mountain and uh, I didn't know if I'd be able to do it I I got up there and then Pastor Bill took me out back first and said oh your family said you would speak today I said <laughs> oh they did well, thanks. you know." but if I had not had that moment to speak I don't know how the song would have come across so well but that was definitely the most difficult but yet the most heartfelt it was a moment it was a moment in time for sure
0: And, Um, you know, you have to, I know you have a lot of faith, and you have to probably rely on your faith there, too, to, to, you know, say, God help me through this one.
1: Yes. And, you know, and my dad said to me uh, one time, I never really thought about it years ago. I wish he'd told this, said this to me when I first started singing. But he said to me, he said, you know, sometimes you must pretend that you're somewhere else to -hmm. get through um, these times. And I thought, what a great idea. So sometimes when we're playing out, you know, I may be on stage in Newport at the campground, but in my mind, I'm at the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> you know, um, yep. you know, I, you know, I just, and sometimes, like, or if I think my nerves are getting the best of me, and we're opening for Lover Boy, in my head, I'm in our band practice
0: room. Yeah. You know,
1: um, it just keeps me kind of, kind of grounded and in the right place. In my mind you know without getting too nervous or too emotional
0: and that brings me up of course we went from the lows of of going through challenging emotional singing opportunities to uh, the most fun you may you've had so many experiences but are are there a few that we're like that was the most fun i ever had like we got to do a vince gill video not singing in it but appearing in it we took a trip to nashville as the Allison Ames band any other highlights where you think well i had a good time doing that or that was very fulfilling
1: Oh my gosh! I we've just had so many great times. I I don't know if I can pick just one. Um, I I just love it so much. I love it more now than I even did years ago. So I, maybe we haven't had that happen yet.
0: Yeah, now <laughs>
1: maybe the best is yet to come because boy, we it's just. Above and
0: beyond, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, well, the trip to Nashville kind of reminds me, you get to travel with four kind of smelly guys. And (laughs) and so what's it like, uh, because there are several female artists uh, in Maine, some that uh, you looked up to before you even got into it, I'm sure. Charlene Hooper comes to mind. uh, Absolutely. And some some other folks. And, you know, what's it like, um, what's the challenges or benefits of being a female in an all-male band?
1: (laughs) Well, you guys, baby me. Jeff changes the battery in my microphone. (laughs) You guys always make sure I have everything I need. Um, You guys are just so wonderful and respectful that I couldn't ask for more. I'm spoiled, though. Yeah. We've been together so long. I mean, you know, we've even had silver anniversary, you know, (laughs) if you want to, you know, above that. You know, maybe we'll see a 50th, Um, you know, and I know we've taken breaks and we've had time off and you guys have played with others, but we land back together and it just seems to get better. And it's usually me. I just need a little break in there, but, um, we just love it. I love playing with you guys. I like being the only girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well we do too. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's been just a pleasure for the last 30 years. So I was thinking of that too. Uh, you've done some recording, you know, with our band and then some on your own when Jeff uh, Budge produced some for you before the band kind of got back formed together, well, 10, 11 years ago. Um, What's the most fun or the most challenging thing about recording? Because it's a different experience than playing live for an audience.
1: It is very different. And that is when the you're somewhere else comes in. Um, you know, if I close my eyes and I just get into it, you know, I, I love it. Of course, live is always more fun because of the energy. But just is so fun to work with. I mean, I remember when we did the cry if you want to CD, we laughed. A lot. <laughs> yep. And that was probably one of the saddest times. You know, my mom had said to me, you know, because I did perform the song at my brother's funeral, and she's like, people going, well, I want you to do this one, I want you to do that one. My mom said, well, I want you to sing the old rugged cross. And I thought to myself, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, uh, so I best get that recorded. And uh, so I recorded it, and that's kind of what started the whole thing. And then Jeff had just we picked songs that I didn't even really know you know it was really fun just made it fun we laughed
0: a lot and you know at the and- end here we'll we'll talk about how to get a hold of the the band for both bookings but we have CDs both that you did uh, independently and then some things that we've done as a band that are uh, offered for sale off stage and so we'll talk more about that if someone wants to hear you plus where else they can find out more information so you know you uh, to me are still a youthful beautiful young lady in the scene but you've been singing for over three decades out and about, uh, any advice for if there's a young female or any singer, I guess, but any young female singers out there are going, hey, you know, I might want to get in a band. Any, any thoughts of, of advice, uh, when they're looking around to sing out and about?
1: Just do it. Just do it. Get out there and do it. Find your great harmony singers. Find some, play with people that are going to make you better. Uh, that's probably the best advice I can give. Um, you know, I feel that I have been so blessed to have yours and Jeff's vocals with mine. Sometimes we'll be singing and I'm like, Is that, am I on my part? We sound like <laughs> we're one. You know, we're one voice here. And uh, I'd say just find the people that will make you better and that, and the rest will fall right into place.
0: Yeah, and you know we've talked about this before and you, you kind of exemplify this is that the uh, playing in a band I've, I'm asked advice sometimes, you know, what, what's it like playing in a band? I would say, you know, your main job, no matter what your instrument, or if you're a vocalist is to see if you can make the other people in the band sound good. And a lot of times that is by listening, you know, not so much uh, being the loudest player, <laughs> a guitar player saying that <laughs> anyway, but, but <laughs> hey, pardon me, but uh You know to listen, and so when the the piano player or the lead player or the singer is doing something, you back off and and back them up. You know you don't you don't uh, play over them, and a lot of times people, you know, sometimes just kind of anxious, they will overplay and ruin the the song because they're they're kind of doing their own thing. So that's one of the been the pleasures, the chemistry, and we can talk a bit about that. The You know, one of the challenges playing in a band is, yeah, you got to find good musicians, really good musicians that all complement each other. But the other problem is the chemistry. It's sort of like a marriage and you got to get along. Did you ever, you don't have to name names, did you ever have a situation where you're like, you know, the band sounds pretty good, but I'm not sure this is clicking for me?
1: You know, I don't think I have ever felt that um, as far as the music goes. But I probably didn't wasn't mature enough to know the difference um i've just always played with such great people um
0: yeah and what was the name of you your know, first was it autumn street was your first band autumn or? street yes it was my very
1: first band
0: who was in that how'd that happen
1: it was my very first band that i was lead singer um i had put my name on a card and i i wrote on it i said you know my name is allison ames i don't have any experience and I want to be a country singer, and I put it in the Northern Kingdom, and a guy, George Willette, picked up that card, and he called me and introduced me to, you know, Richard Carter, and that's kind of how it all started, and George and I became the very best of friends, um, and George will be gone. He passed away almost 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in in June, Um, and I'll tell you, he he was just a wonderful man, and he was the man that was supposed to pick up that card because he would not let me not sing. <laughs> 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 I don't want to be a singer. So I just kept trying, and then, you know, Autumn Street was my first. Cody Sherman took the chance on me, and Jimmy Condon, and, um, you know, it was just a great band, and the, and the harmonies were good, but as I started to say, you know, people come and go, and without the strong backup vocals, it just didn't fill me up i I like I said, it's playing with people that make you feel better and sound better, and you know that's how the Alice and Ames and the Flames came about. Um, someone gave me the advice to use my name. They said, use your name so that they always know it's you.' Right. You know, no matter what you change for players or no matter what you oh, I used my name, but I never changed players. <laughs> so, <laughs> I
0: well, you, you know, know Alison, uh, I have to fill this in. I, I met Alison because she used to cut my hair and uh, she was a hairstylist. And uh, she also worked a little bit at my photography studio. And and uh, that was around the time I was getting done with a band called Bootleg way back in the day. And Alison was already in a band, but uh, we kind of got together that way. And, and I'll let you tell the rest. Well, we'll talk more about the flames in a moment here, but um, the harmonies—you you mentioned that, and that's one of the things that I enjoy the most. You know, you can have some really good players, and we do, and a lot of bands do. But boy, if you listen closely, three-part harmony that really blends. Really, yeah, I just you know, remember.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying we should do a band. You know, <laughs> and then I said, well, I heard about Jeff Clutch, You know, and so and they said definitely get Jeff Budge if you want strong harmonies. Um, from his bluegrass background, from his dad, from bluegrass play company. I mean, it shows every time we hit the stage, you know, but I remember meeting with Jeff and you and myself, and I just wanted to hear the vocals and wanted to hear the harmonies. And I remember you and Jeff changing parts and he would do it then you'd do it. And then we, you know, and then I remember Jeff going, well, who do you have in mind for a drummer? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a player, you know, I'm just the singer and, uh, and that's when he mentioned Galen, and the rest yeah. is history, and, and we just took
0: off. Yeah, Galen Smith, who is uh, still a friend of ours, he was our first drummer. Allison and I and Jeff Budge have been together over 30 years. And uh, then uh, we added our keyboard player, Jay Lundstrom, who's phenomenal. And uh, and then Galen uh, eventually moved on as the band reformed in different ways. But that's a different story for a different time, because we're going to do a, an Allison Ames and the flames band show sometime here, but we're focusing more on you today. So, you know, professionalism, uh, people that come here, the band will notice that Allison, because she's a quality person never swears. (laughs) You
1: know, that's really funny because people notice.
0: (laughs) Yes. The rest of the band, on the other hand, forgive us for, you know, uh, we don't swear that much, but you know, there are certain songs. And the reason I bring this up there are sometimes songs that you're not really interested in doing because a lot of today's music, at least some of the pop music, has words in it and bad uh, meanings and things. So, you know, you, you I know you make some choices sometimes based on who you are and what kind of music you prefer and don't want to sing.
1: Correct. I just would never want to do anything disrespectful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I, cho- I choose not to swear. I don't think it's necessary, and I, of course I have in my lifetime, um, but, you know, I just don't. I try not to, and it's just, I would never want my parents to hear me speak like that. They raised me better than that, mm-hmm. and, and a lady just doesn't do that. Um, and look, trust me, it, it's just my thing. My best friends, a couple of my friends... They could put a sailor to shame. Okay. <laughs> but it's funny because if I get really upset about something, I'll call up my friend Rita and I'll say, Okay, I need you to speak for me and then she just lays it all out on the line <laughs> and I feel better. I didn't have it didn't have to come out of my mouth.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Dan and Rita, <laughs> but, great couple. But
1: she you know, it's just a it's a personal choice. I just don't do it. I don't need it. That fit my vocabulary. Well, it's kind
0: of like comedy, you know, uh, comedy to talk about some, uh, sometimes they work blue and swearing, but you don't have to swear to be funny. And you don't have to swear or use bad uh, imagery to have a good song either. Um, And I think that's that's really important. And being true to yourself, singing music that means something to you, uh, it shows because you're, you know, you've talked about memorizing words and how it's a story to you and how you put it together. So, what is that process? You've mentioned that before. You know, how do you, I mean, we do hundreds of songs. How do you memorize all those words?
1: You just do. You you just, you do. And I, you know me, you have worked with me for, you know, over 30 years. And I have to have them down before I get, I don't want a paper um, in front of me. I want to feel it. And I just go over the words over and over and over again in my mind. Sometimes I dream about them <laughs> and I just, I just remember I I duct tape one set of words to your back. One time. That's that. the only, <laughs> and people about died laughing. But you know, I just it's it, I like to know my part when I get up there.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and people can tell if you're genuine. As a matter of fact, the the only other the time you taped something to my back it said "kick me," but that wasn't a song. <laughs> uh, now I've heard you say, and I, I've heard this in country music, but I I want to see what this means to you. The line where they say three chords and the truth is that the line. And, and how, yes. how some great songs are just three chords and the truth. What's that mean to you? Yes,
1: Sarah Evans uh, recorded that song, you know,
0: uh,
1: three words, you know, three chords and the truth, and and that's true. Um, every song, you know, you guys pick a lot of songs for me. We know how that works. You have to play what everybody likes. Like, Jeff might like the bass part, and you might like the, the lead part, and Jay likes the piano and Don, the drums, or, you know, so of course I'm going to, do songs that you guys request. Right. And uh and but I need to kind of feel it too. Um, and Mo Shank, when I played with Mo, he really stretched my wings there as far as throwing Michael Jackson and Donna Summer and anything that he threw at me, I tried. You know, um and I really enjoyed the different types of music. It's it's just fun, but my heart will always be country. Yeah. You know, we don't do a lot of it. We probably don't even do ten percent now. Right. Um, what would you say our percentages for country?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably ten percent. Even though we all have played in uh, country bands, quote unquote, over the years, <laughs> a lot of the audiences, uh, you know, have aged out of that. We played. I played in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and so forth. Now up through uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the bands that were big back then, a lot of my audiences are, or that were in those times and those clubs have aged out. Some of the clubs have closed. So we've turned.
1: Exactly. There are not country clubs and rock clubs. Right. There are just clubs.
0: They cross over.
1: So you have to cover all of it. Right. You really do. You have to cover all types of music because that's the audience that you have now. People, you know, there isn't a country club that's just country or just rock. Um. You know, it's different times now than when we
0: first started. That's for sure. And you know, and and that's uh, one of, the, in your opinion, you know, we see a lot of the our our peers in bands that are playing around, at least in our area of Maine, that uh, are you know in their 40s and 50s or up. Uh, and I I'm, I'm curious if if you know of or you know what you think is the future scene. are there bands behind us like us or what do you think is going to happen? I know this is out of left field, but
1: um, I don't know. I, I can't answer that. You know, as you know, being in a band is a huge commitment. Yeah. Um, and I know that our generation, the age, when you make a decision, you you know you you you're going to do it. You know, you're going to play. We played. I remember when we would play. I remember one one July we played what thirty three or thirty four jobs just in July alone. I
0: know.
1: Um, How did we, we do did that? Four <laughs> times, four times on the Fourth of July. Yeah. We had four jobs in one day. It's tough a to lot be times wanted. The weekend, <laughs> oh, boy, I'll tell you. But we, we, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that, I think country will make a comeback. There might be some country bands coming out in the future, um, and
0: you know, the classic rock will never die. That that would be nice. So you brought up something there that was going to be something I was going to ask you about is, is uh, that delicate balance that we all try to get between work and home and family. And uh, I know all of us that play as regularly as, as we have over the years, and I know this for sure for you, we've missed stuff. I've missed funerals, I've missed weddings, I've missed birthdays because the band was playing somewhere. Uh, I know you've given up a lot. You've, you've had, you've had times, I don't know if you have any in particular you can think of where you were torn. You wanted to go do something, but Hey, we were booked. And when you make a commitment, you make that commitment.
1: That's right. You know, you were with me. You were with me the night that my sister died. Um, you knew that day, I really struggled and it was in December she died December 1st and we played, uh, wasn't it down in Newport or Dexter? Um, yeah, and I said, you know, am I gonna be able to do this? But then I say to myself, music is the one thing that's always been mine and it always keeps me in a good place. And I remember playing that night and you know, it's it's really strange. I I I, I never take a break from singing for death. Um I just get through that night with you guys by my side. But the only time I've ever taken a break is for the births of my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, I guess it's just we. The music is not something that we do; it's who we are. Right. And if, if you can't help it, you're not. Gonna, I'm not going to cancel a job at the last minute. I mean, I guess if I had the flu. No, I've even done that. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I was going to say, Allison. In all the years I've played with you. We have all played sick or ill. My English teacher was yeah. saying, "You're you not know, sick, you're ill." Uh, how many times have you taken that stage when you were nauseous, feverish, achy, tired? <laughs> and I can only think of one gig. No sleep. No sleep. Yeah, because you work your tail off during the week. That's the other thing is we all have day jobs, you know. So, yeah. so unless yeah. you're retired, but even then, you've got other responsibilities. But I remember one night, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, at the Eagles Club in Brewer, uh-huh. you were you were green around the gills. <laughs>
1: And, no i was sick yeah i was sick and i remember looking at jeff you know because i'm like you know the first three sets i i don't know how i did it you nailed I it at, yep. how did i do it and i looked at jeff after the end of the third set i said i need to go home <laughs> he looked at me like deer in the headlight look and he goes i said you know there are some musicians in the audience you know i said i'm sure you guys can find someone and he said Really? And I, and I have never driven home so fast. I can't believe I didn't get a speeding ticket. But I was sick for three days. Yeah.
0: I but saw we, you shoot we out played. the door.
1: I was out that door, and uh, yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah. And I know I caught the flu from my little granddaughter. I remember <laughs> I couldn't have caught it from a sweeter little girl.
0: Yeah. Let's let's so. quickly mention here as we as we wrap things up in the last few minutes here. So if you don't mind mentioning your your family, your daughter Jessica grew up kind of in a musical family because she saw you and knew of your performances all these years
1: absolutely absolutely i i missed my first new year's eve i was playing in a band with cody um and my i had jessica december 28th and dr benoit told me i couldn't play (laughs) on new year's eve and me thinking oh i can play you know and he said no and i listened to him and i remember I actually listened to a man. Can you believe that? Wow. And I remember sitting on the couch with Jessica, brand new, a brand new baby girl, watching the ball drop. Ah. Uh, and my band was playing without me. But yep. I, I was really happy that I was with my little girl. And he and Dr. Bono was right. I was too tired. And I couldn't yeah. have played.
0: Now, uh, your, your little girl has gone on to grow up and be married, and she now has how many children? She has four your little grandchildren my only
1: daughter my only child my greatest joy gave me four
0: grandchildren Wow. Mm-hmm. fantastic well like i it's know
1: winning the grandchild lottery you know
0: i know well and some of them <laughs> have some real musical talent we don't have to go into that for now but i know you get some besides their sports talent and just the fact they're all cute as can be uh is it who who's who's the one that did the uh, the rap or the the song that,
1: that's That's Carson. Carson He's Swaggy C. That's his name, Swaggy C. And he and Christian do the little rap videos, and they're so cute. And Christian and Olivia play piano very well. They're doing great with their lessons, and they all sing, even the baby.
0: Yeah, I know know that. I think I know where that that came from. Um, hmm, I'm not sure. (laughs) Genetics. Now, Now, speaking of that. You have been taking piano lessons, right? Cuz you never when you've been in the band primarily you've basically been the singer. And uh but right. you, you haven't been right. an instrumentalist although once in a while you grab Jeff's um mandolin at the end of uh Copperhead Road <laughs> and and play a little on that uh you know as a backup there but other than that you're primarily the the singer and but you're right. you're taking piano lessons, right?
1: Well, I did. I I yeah. haven't been taking them for a while, yeah. but I started and um I did okay. It's hard for me to sit still yeah I, my problem is I want to know it, I want to be able to sing to it, right, and I'm not patient enough, but I will say over the last you know month or so, I've been picking up my guitar more oh, and good. uh i can I can do three chords in the truth
0: well we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> and, hold you on that because we we have gigs booked <laughs> well into next summer twenty twenty two and uh you know last thing I'll talk about here, and then then I have a little sort of a surprise for you, but um you know, one of the things people asked this year, how do we handle COVID? Because that was tough. We were closed in my business, a lot of businesses, and, and and clubs closed. So we just took several months off as a band, almost I don't know if it was a year, but uh we caught co- so, nine months. Yeah, we kept in contact with Coming back out to play, we decided that in 2021, for safety and not knowing what was going to happen, we just basically stuck with outdoor gigs and we loved them. Millbridge days, Dexter Days, uh, Newport oh, Campground, Moosehead Trail Campground, all these places where you could play outside safely that was, you know, made us feel comfortable Pittfield. in our audience. Yeah, yeah it was great.
1: field was one of my favorites oh, yeah. and play in the park. And no, I love the outside gigs and it keeps it under control. Um, you know we're not doing three jobs in a day, right, and uh you know my voice is stronger uh you know because I get plenty of rest in between um you know, if we only play Saturday night, sometimes Wednesday night and Saturday night and sometimes Sunday, but not like we used to
0: well uh, there comes a certain age during your 20s and 30s burnout is not a factor in any uh, you know whatever it is don't your yeah. you don't know any better you don't know any. well and you're you're hungrier i mean we've accomplished a lot and we have a lot more we want to do but uh you know we're not as much going geez we have to play 15 nights a month you know to to get out there we're already out there so uh so i'm going to just wrap this up with a couple of things and i appreciate you being here for this for my very first introductory podcast um First of all, if you want to get a hold of Allison or the band for bookings or questions, we do have an Allison Ames, a couple different Allison Ames band Facebook pages. One is, I think, I love the Allison Ames band. Is that what it is? That
1: that's I've never been on there. So I know you if, don't if you do social our, media like that. On, if you go on the Allison Ames Facebook, you're you're not talking to me. That's you're talking right. to Jeff. So. um yeah, it is. Um, I love the Alton Ames band. Um, it's on Facebook. And also, you can check out any of the music on, like, Rebirth Nation. Right. We have a lot of YouTube videos, um, just... You know, don't make fun of our hair back then, From <laughs> we're in. And, uh, you know, it, you'll definitely see how long we've been playing together.
0: Yeah, so check yeah. out YouTube, Alice Names Band. You'll see stuff way back in the 80s, right up to more recently. You'll also see a couple practices. Um, you'll also, uh, if Reverb Nation has our full schedule, so if you want to see where we're playing, you can go to Reverb Nation as well and uh, check that out, too. So, uh, but yeah, Allison, uh, you know, is not one of those people like maybe me that hangs around on Facebook too much. (laughs) And so, well, Allison, this is the last little surprise. And I don't know, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but, you know, whenever we play, uh, almost always, speaking of country music, there's a very special song that you send out to who? My mom. Your mom. And that is. Are you going
1: to make me cry?
0: Yes. (laughs) Because last time we were in, well, we've done this several times. We were in Millbridge doing an outdoor gig, and her mom couldn't be there. So, Allison, was it your sister that got the phone?
1: No, Uh, it it was my my cousin. Cousin, rather. Yeah. And
0: did uh, uh, either FaceTime or audio so her mom could hear her do. And what's the name of the song? Sweet Dreams. Do you hear that, Allison? I hear that, Morelli. I'm going to make you do just the first verse. You're going to sing it? No, you are. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, Allison. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. This is gonna be the best one I ever did, and I'm just gonna. You, let you.
1: you could have had me warm up a little bit, Morelli. Ah, uh, uh,
0: you're always warmed up. It's a cappella, and we'll go out okay. on this. Uh. So. And that folks, that's
1: all you get, Morelli. (laughs) That folks
0: is the voice that paid my child support for the last 30 years. (laughs) Anyway, well, Allison, I love you, honey. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, Morelli, love you, and I'll see you Saturday night.
0: That's right. We're playing Saturday night. I don't know if this will be out by then, but just look, again, look on Reverb Nation. Check out our schedule. We'd love to see you there. It's a lot of fun, a lot of great music. It's a great band. You'll I guarantee you'll have a really good time. So this is Tom Morelli wrapping up my very first podcast for Mainly Matters. This is the main music scene with Thomas Morelli. If you have a band, an artist, someone you'd like to feature or have me talk to or interview and kind of get some of the dirt on them, I'd love to do that. My email is Thomas at yahoo.com. That's T-H-O-M-A-S-M-O-R-E-L-L-I. Thomas Morelli at yahoo.com. Send me a note. And uh, we'll get a hold of musicians, bands. We want to talk to some of the venues, maybe some of the clubs. Just want to get a feel for what's going on in the music scene, all the way from Fort Kent down to Kittery, everybody in between. All musical genres, rock, country, pop, anything in between. uh, Duos, bands, individuals, love to talk to anybody. So until then, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time.